0: companies spend countless dollars in man hours trying to keep outside attackers from breaching their systems but what about attacks that come from the inside insider threats are on the rise and they can be even more dangerous because Insiders typically know where an organization's sensitive data lives and often have elevated levels of access, regardless of whether they have malicious intentions or not. Accidentally or deliberately, insiders can help expose confidential customer information, intellectual property, money, and more. Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for being with us today with the ICS Pulse podcast. I don't know why I always say it like that stress the I. It's just my thing. I am one of your co hosts, Gary Cohen. Joining me as always is. Tyler Wall, we're back, back, back. We are back. We've got another great podcast today. We are, as you probably have gleaned at this point, going to be talking about insider attacks. Uh, great guest today, Moti Kanaias of Nanolock. Moti is the VP of Cyber Strategy and Alliances at Nanolock. He's a veteran of the Israeli Security Forces. He's got a ton of experience in cybersecurity, counterintelligence, and knows a lot about insider threats. So has a lot of good stuff to say about that. And before you jump in, Tyler, I'm turning the tables on you. I have a question for you this time. Oh, excellent. Uh, We are, as we record here, uh, we are just about to move into the NFL playoff season. I know Tyler is a a Detroit Lions fan, so he may be a little sad today because the Lions were, in our timeline, officially eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. Who are you putting your money on to win the Super Bowl this year, my friend? win the super bowl i we can go play in the super bowl and win the super bowl let's go
1: that So i mean i think at the end of the day i think uh kyle shanahan is going to carry the 49ers into the super bowl as the part of the nfc um just because the nfc is such a weak area at least this past year everybody's kind of garbage except for the lions they played the best um in terms of the afc that's a lot that's a harder question to ask just because there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball um i would like to see i think i'd like to see the bengals get their super bowl revenge because i mean they lost in the final minutes in the fourth quarter last year to my boy matthew stafford so um It would be nice to see them go back to the Super Bowl. In terms of who I want to win, I think I'd want the 49ers to win that situation, I think, just because Brock Purdy, he's the third-string quarterback who's proving to maybe be the first string next year, honestly. They might demote Trey Lance. But um, it'd be nice to see Mr. Irrelevant carry a team. Not necessarily carry. He's surrounded by a lot of talent, which helps significantly. But just kind of prove that he is the franchise future. So I think I'd like to see the 49ers carry the whole team home
0: i gotcha yeah that would be a really interesting story i think i've got we're putting this by the way recording this for posterity so we can look back at this in like four weeks and go wow we were wrong right uh but yeah i probably put my money on the niners from the nfc not loving the nfc i'm with you i think there's three legitimate contenders from the afc between the Bills, Chiefs, and the Bengals, yeah, I'm I'm gonna put my money on the Chiefs again. I, the 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 story would be the Bills coming through this year with Demar Hamlin's injury, but uh, yeah, I'm putting my money on the Chiefs again.
1: Yeah, that's a that's another bet that is very realistic, just because they are a powerhouse, much like the mitochondria in the human body. So,
0: <laughs> that's, that's a weird way to put it, but I agree with you. So let's uh, let's segue there. We are going to talk with our guest today about insider attacks. I think we talked about in the introduction. When most people think about cybersecurity, they're thinking about outside people coming in, breaching your systems, ransomware, phishing, spear phishing, things like that. They're not really thinking about insider threats. I mean, people who work inside cybersecurity certainly are, but the other people within your organization may not be thinking about attacks that come from the inside. And those can be just as prevalent, and again, can be more dangerous because employees have access, they know where sensitive data, data lives, they have access. Um, so it's something that you definitely have to be aware of. And, and I think one of the things that's really uh, interesting to me about this, and it's something we will talk to Moti Kanayas, our guest about, is. Insider attacks don't necessarily have to be malicious. It's not Edward Snowden stealing files and leaking them to WikiLeaks. It's or, you know, somebody trying to make some money and and releasing your sensitive data to somebody out in the wild for a payout. Oftentimes it is somebody in your company making a mistake.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, right. That's a crazy part about insider attacks is right. That it just, it can be an accident, and it could look like it takes form of many different ways. To like, for example, um, this is actually I had I had a friend once that did this in college. So he was working for one of the departments at my at my university, and uh, he accidentally had one of the links to internal files, like in his clipboard, and he was meaning to well he meant to send something else to a group chat, but he sent the entire file uh or that internal file because he didn't do the right copy and paste command or something He misclicked, so he didn't actually copy it and he dropped it in that chat and so everybody in that chat had access to all of those files so while that was not malicious nothing bad came of it necessarily either it could have resulted in an insider attack just because that so happened to be the case so insider attacks can look like a lot of things they can look like yeah just like misclicking links and all these other things, like why it's important to train all of your employees to be on the same level or same level, not necessarily that, but on the same understanding and premise of cybersecurity hygiene, especially, and just, yeah, it's just being able to distinguish that also. So it's also just a good message. If it is like malicious, you know, it's also a good message just to treat all your employees well, but uh, there's always... (laughs) there's, I mean, there's always some ulterior ulterior motives that people have, sure. But yeah, a lot of the times it can definitely be just accidental things that happen.
0: Right. And everything is connected now, or at least getting connected with industry 4.0, digital transformation. And then with the rise of things like ransomware, uh, social engineering attacks, phishing, spear phishing, things like that, I mean, it's it's not technically an insider attack, but employees of your company, well-meaning employees of your company, can end up being the reason that your system gets ransomware or something more, something something bad happens to the system because they're not trying to do anything bad. They just click click the bad link. Yep. Um, so it is something that you really, really have to be aware of out there, and they do seem to be becoming more prevalent. Modi Kanayas will go through a lot of that. Um, we'll bring him in here right now. He's uh, the VP of Cyber Strategy and Alliances of Nanolock. He's a veteran of the Israeli security forces. He's got vast experience in cybersecurity, counterintelligence, and insider threats. Welcome, Modi. Thanks so much for agreeing to be with us today. Hi, Gary. Happy to be here perfect from the other side of the world just to be fair <laughs> it's 10 a.m where we are 6 p.m where he is so he stayed on late for us and uh, we, we always appreciate that it's a great pleasure being here so our topic is insiders let's talk about it a bit yeah so uh, let's, insi- let, let's let's kind of start at the start with that I'll start with um, what does an insider attack typically look like and and can you detail some recent examples for us I'll even start a bit a bit before that, who oh, are sure.
2: insiders? Well, I think it's important to say that that insiders are people that are authorized uh, to know sensitive information about the company. It could be either workers, it could be managers, it could be third party that come and change things. It could be providers, anyone who has official authority to change or to use computer data. So when we have to think of insiders, it's, it's not, or insider attacks, you have to understand that it's very hard to define when, between an attack and um, a mistake that a person makes. The sad problem is that now we live in, in a world where kind of everyone can change data on their computers or on their systems, and it does cause a lot of mess sometimes. We don't hear a lot about insider attacks or inside incidents because of the fact that I like to call it dirty laundry. Nobody likes to talk about uh, the worker who came home or you know, drank too much and came to the office and did a mistake, or someone who is mad about his salary and wants to do bad things to the company or to get his revenge. That's why most incidents insiders are stay at home. People don't take them out they can vary when they do get out from huge things such as the worst insider attack that i know of or even imagine which is edward snowden snowden sorry who in some ways people will say well he's not a classic insider and i will say no no he is the classic insider he is a person who was authorized to the most sensitive information that the us security agencies had and decided to take that information that he had and even to run away with it abroad. I have to say about uh, Edward Snowden and from my perspective, it it wasn't a personal cause of a pacifist trying to say, uh, well, this is what the Americans are doing to the world. I think it it was more of a special intelligence operations that the Russians did, or at least they took a part of it, making sure that at the end of the day, all the information that Edward Snowden had he gave to the russians and they moderate from now from from the beginning when to publicize and what to publicize to the world so that's why i th- i see him as the worst insider case that we can imagine mm-hmm. with that there are less complicated or less sensitive uh, people who would who, who did mistakes i like to Just about a week ago, uh, I heard of a family member of mine who works in a clothing clothing, uh, website who made a mistake and instead of uh, decreasing uh, 20% of price, she she did the opposite around and she took the price down by 80%. Of course, what happened that within minutes, thousands uh, of these pants that she took there price down uh, went for sale. Uh, Her management was really mad at her and things, just basic mistakes that happen every time. I think that's what's sad is the fact that we don't think that we should, or we don't even think of the possibility that we can change the way our systems work in order to prevent people from changing or taking uh, data, data, and using it for different reasons. That is why insiders, at least from the possibility point of view, is the worst kind of attacks that we can see. So what do insiders have? (laughs) What they have is they have sensitive information from what their company is and where secrets are kept. Uh, They know basic things that an adversary usually doesn't know. But with social engineering, which is also a huge thing that is now on the rise, we see adversaries contacting people, insiders, for for a bit of information, working hours, and maybe names of other people, and maybe systems that the company uses, and programs, and operating systems, and even the kind of specific uh, firewall, and what's what's possible to do or impossible to do. Insiders that fall to social engineering are not exactly what I call insider attacks because they're still adversaries. And there are mistakes that happen. But again, if we do manage to educate our workers to make them understand that giving out sensitive data outside whether if it's a family members or from social engineering which sometimes could be someone's best friends for a while we must ensure and we must make sure that our workers know their responsibility of being an organization doesn't only mean doing good in sales or giving good numbers to the company it means also pre- protecting
0: the work that you're doing and you work at. I think think one of the points you just made there is really interesting, and we talked about it a little in the intro, is I think when you think of insider attacks, you think of the Edward Snowden type, where it's a malicious attack, where somebody had intent. But a lot of these attacks, like you said, can be accidents, can be employees trying to do their best or just being negligent, making a mistake that leads to exposed information or data. Exactly. Um, And I think that usually when we do
2: hear about things of insider attacks, it's usually because two factors are involved. One is because sensitive information came out, and in some countries, according to the law, once sensitive information is out, you must report it to the the authorities. And the second option is when a person or a company is really gets stuck and they get get ransomware. And the second that you have ransomware on your computer as well, that you can't put your head down and say, well, uh, I'm not going, uh, I don't have a problem. So I think when we do hear of ransomwares and when we do hear of an insider attack, it means that something big happened, not some mistake that somebody made in a computer in the pricing range or anything. uh, something like that, but I'm sure that it happens every day, and as I said before, it's since it's dirty laundry, nobody talks about it. And if uh, uh, a worker makes too much mistakes, well, in the real world, that worker usually stops working in the company. Uh, and we and I, most people, I think, don't see it as a cyber problem, but if we use the right uh, tools. We can prevent a lot of those mistakes by protecting and building our systems uh, in in a way that sensitive data would not be reachable and could not be affected by people changing them. Mm
0: -hmm. So why would you say insider attacks are on the rise, or in your opinion, why are insider attacks on the rise? I
2: think that they're on the rise because we see more ransomware. (laughs) The second we see more ransomware, it means that uh, the adversary's got good uh, intelligence from someone in order to make sure that uh, their program runs. Uh, So it's not a classic insider, uh, but I say that it's an insider that is helping or giving a hand. Just this past week, uh, the US had a big, Big thing with the uh, with the Chinese, uh, some espionage group that uh, uh, that were uh, were announced uh, by the, I don't remember the organization. But what I found interesting there was not the whole uh, Chinese affair, but the fact that the FBI were giving uh, influence in, uh, intelligence because the the operate the intelligence officer of the Chinese tried to use uh, a person an agent uh with soldiers with social engineering into giving them sensitive information about the uh, were investigation going up so the fact that bad people tend to use insiders and if it's for information or basically for attacks it's it's the same thing insiders have always played a big role in hurting
0: organizations and we've covered so a what, little a little bit of this already but what what makes an insider attack possibly more dangerous than the standard outsider attack since the insider knows the organization best
2: his knowledge can give a very good guidance for the adversary He could tell them the specific vulnerabilities. It can tell them a lot of things uh, which makes the attack much more efficient. Mm.
0: Makes sense. Which types of organizations would you say are most vulnerable to insider attacks?
2: Say that adversaries uh, usually attack uh, what they can. So I would say that uh, people who don't have any cyber protection, well, they shouldn't be surprised. But with that, I can say that there are a few things that that are even worse than not having good cybersecurity protection. The first thing is having um, novelty equipment. Nowadays, we have a lot of computer equipment that don't have any more, that are not supported anymore, which means that they're very, very easily attacked. Another sector that could be very influenced is organizations that somehow uh, are a part of what, I'd say, uh, political groups specifically, uh, what the Russians would think that uh, that had to do with people or organizations that support uh, Ukraine. Uh, so if you, somehow or if a company somehow manages to affiliate itself into some group, well, there's a good chance that they are not only get cybercrime, but they might even get um, nation-state adversaries attacking them. Uh, but 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 cyber security does give a lot once once it's, once you're harder to attack.
0: I think the, the big question here is, uh, we'll, ha- we'll ask you to solve the world's problems. What can industrial companies do right now to protect themselves from insider attacks?
2: The first thing I think that that they have to do is look inside their company and try to figure out how they, how their network is built. When I think about the Colonial pip- Pipeline, I was trying to think of why they shut down their system because of an IT attack. But more than that, why did they pay ransom? Because if they're secure, and if they feel that they're secure, there's no reason for them to pay ransom or even to close the the pipeline itself. And they did both. When you think about it, it kind of means that they probably don't know what their network is like. And more than that, they probably didn't believe in their security and what drove them to pay the ransom was basic fear of how deep uh, those uh, the attack was, was inside their company and what can happen if they won't pay uh, the price. So, so the first thing is know your system, make sure that you know what you're connected to, uh, make sure you know uh, what equipment you use. Other than that, I'd say start investing and in looking into different and new world uh, uh, cybersecurity products. We've been hearing a lot in the past, uh, I'd say, two years of, of, of a term, zero zero trust. Well, zero trust, a lot of people don't understand what it means, but but basically, from my point of view, it just means taking some of the abilities of every worker to change any parameters that they can and make sure that only the right people have the, the right. Um, I'm stuck with the world, make sure that only authorized people can make changes on your system. So if if you do find and in, in, in what I, tell people to do is try to find zero trust solutions and make sure you apply them in your organization, educate the workers. And once you do both of these, you do a a big change in getting yourself a bit better than maybe another company who is next to you.
0: Uh, you made a point just then. So, how important is just basic employee cybersecurity training? I mean, so people can recognize a standard phishing email. I mean, because again, it's not always a malicious employee that allows the intrusion. It's somebody who maybe clicks on a link they shouldn't have clicked on.
2: It's it's very important, and I think that it's uh it's it's more important than first aid. <laughs> You know, first aid, you can always call uh, an ambulance, a uh, 911, uh, but when you get a cyber attack, well, there's no one you, really you can call, and nobody will be there within five or 10 minutes, and you never know how deep an attack can go, so it, it could be a fishing mail that is connected to a chosen horse uh that could be connected to spy to uh not even spyware to ransomware and to lock down your system or even destroy all the information that you have inside uh, the company but you know a lot of um i think that a lot of industrial places will say well we're not even connected to the internet then you know social engineering is not really an issue well could could be that they're right I don't believe that there really are standalone systems that aren't connected to to the internet at all. At all. But, but if they if if they do, uh, if if they do, if if you can find a company like that, well, it doesn't mean that they're not in danger, because getting information uh, from personal um, social media of the workers is still is still an option, and usually when you're not connected to the, to the internet, it gives you kind of a good reason not to invest in cybersecurity. And there are a lot of ways into getting into systems. And there's always someone with their Wi-Fi on and his cell phone in, uh, in a factory. And if you just, if, if managers will just close their eye and say, well, cyber can't reach us, well, they should wake up and understand that we're all connecting all around and it's just a matter of time until the companies will
0: get attacked. It's not if, it's only when. I think that's a great place for us to end. It's about being uh, proactive and not reactive. Outstanding, Modi. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for sharing such great information. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Moti Kanais of Nanolock talking to us about insider attacks. Um <laughs> One of the things, he had a quote in there that's kind of stuck with me since we talked to him. Uh, he was talking about why organizations are vulnerable, and simply a lot of organizations are vulnerable, obviously, because they don't have great cybersecurity protections in place. But he said, Advers- adversaries usually attack what they can. That's pretty, That's a pretty good way to put it. You know, I mean, if they look for the obvious holes in the system, right, outdated legacy equipment that's not protected, Um, employees that don't have proper cyber hygiene, they're generally, not always, but a lot of times they're looking for the easy way in. They're looking for the path of least resistance. So if you and your organization have not taken the appropriate steps to secure your systems, that's probably where the hackers are going to find the weakest link.
1: Yeah, definitely. I also liked what he was talking about with zero trust, right? Zero trust is never trust, always verify, which is funny because, well, it's what zero trust means. Um, But this can also, it takes, it takes the form of many different um, avenues, if you will. But like just making sure that, for example, if there's like a certain network or something, only the people that need access to that network have access to it. Meaning, just because the file exists or that um, network exists, not everybody needs to be connected to it. Um, so just the idea of privileged access is super important. And zero trust, what also goes in hand in hand with that is what you what Gary just said. Um just training up your employees too, and just understanding what zero trust means, like for using the link example, as always, like we always do, Um, never trust that link and just verify that it's real before clicking it or before opening the email or whatever that may look like.
0: Yeah, if anything looks a little bit out of place to you, something looks a little off, double check it. It might be off. Uh, You know, it's, it's a connected world. It's a connected industrial environment these days. Whether you're working in a corporate office, whether you're working on a plant floor, Everyone is at risk, and and uh, Moti said this during the interview. But you know, we are no longer in a situation where the industrial sector can just throw their hands up and go, "No, we're not connected. They can't get to us." It's just not the case anymore. He said it. A, a ton of people have said it on this podcast. It's often not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. It is your job to protect those systems. It is your job to put proper cyber hygiene in place. It is your job to not just be watching the outside, but to be watching the inside.
1: Yep, and it's always your job to just be prepared for that too. And so a great way to prepare for that is if you were to visit our site, industrialcybersecuritypulse.com, where you can find great content just like this, Uh, you'll be able to find different expert interview videos. You'll find our podcast, which is where you are probably listening to this right now. Um, Fantastic articles from different subject matter experts ranging from a variety of topics, as well as different topics i already said that but i just said it twice for you um if you would like to get contact with us you can reach us on twitter our twitter handle is at ics underscore pulse um if you would like to reach out to us directly maybe you want to let us know who your favorite podcast host is maybe you want to be on who's to say you can reach me at uh t wall 12 at com,
0: and i am at g cohen g-c-o-h-e-n at cfemedia.com i always want to put a plug also not always also want to put a plug out we mentioned this in the last podcast at the end of 2022 we put a couple articles up with our top 10 articles of the year we've got a top 10 articles of 2022 we've got a top 10 throwback attacks of 2022 those are really interesting that's the content that uh that our audience most wanted to read last year definitely check those out on the site as well definitely and make sure you come back
1: again um We have drop a podcast every Tuesday, every other week. So just if you have not adjusted your schedules, I know you put us on your schedule. So uh, yep, every other week we're dropping a new podcast and um, we'll talk to you next time. See you next time. And you'll listen to us next time. Thanks for being with us. Bye.